Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by travel physical therapist duo Jared and Whitney. Join us every other week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and to be financially successful as a traveler by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com course and the discount code is TRAVEL. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code FIFTHWHEELPT, that's F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T, for the discount, all one word. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey everyone. Hey guys. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're going to be talking about vaccine mandates and how that affects travel healthcare. We've gotten a lot of questions recently both about whether you can travel as an unvaccinated therapist as well as is the vaccine mandate increasing staffing needs for travelers. So I want to cover those things, what we think the future might look like. We've talked to a bunch of the companies that we work with, the managers and the owners of different companies, different travel companies to see what they're seeing in terms of trends and how this might impact the travel therapy market. So Whitney's gonna introduce us and I'm gonna get this video shared in a couple different groups. All right, hey everyone. Uh, for those that may not know us, my name is Whitney Aiken. And I'm Jared Kazaza. And we're both traveling doctors of physical therapy and we're the faces behind Travel Therapy Mentor. Many of you guys may have tuned in in the past for our videos. We do these videos um, about every week or every other week, talking about various uh, topics that affect travelers, um, traveling therapists mostly, but definitely uh, tonight's topic and a lot of our topics apply to all traveling healthcare professionals, no matter what your discipline is. So we wanted to bring you guys some information this week on um, vaccine mandates, particularly the uh, COVID vaccine requirement. Um, because that's definitely a hot topic right now in healthcare and you know with all workers really because there have been some vaccine mandates that came out some of them are actually um, on hold kind of pending legislation but there still are some mandates in certain states that are affecting us as healthcare workers so I wanted to bring you guys some information on that um, we would love to know if you guys have any particular questions about this um, about your situation um, anything you want to know about this type it in the comments. And also we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any feedback about what you've personally experienced regarding being asked uh, about your vaccination status or otherwise um, in whichever state and what a, whatever kind of facility you're in. A lot of what we're gonna be talking about applies to medical facilities. We did get a question earlier about schools, so we'll touch on that as well too. Um, I see a lot of you guys are joining in live. We appreciate those of you guys that have the opportunity to watch live tonight. I know some of you guys will also watch later on the replay. 
Um, if you are watching on Facebook, we would love if you'd hit that thumbs up button. Uh, show us that you're enjoying the video, that you're learning something, that you value the content that we're putting out. Um, I know a lot of you guys will also listen later on the podcast, so thanks for those of you guys that will listen later. Hey Jenny, hey Nick, hi Allie from Australia. Um, Allie and I chatted a little earlier about the time difference. Uh, she had her times mixed up a little bit and I was afraid that we had our times mixed up because that has happened before when we changed time zones that we were on the wrong um, time, but we were on the right time today. We just got back from Puerto Rico though. We were there for a week for vacation and it was an hour ahead of Eastern time. So I had to like Google what time is it right now to make sure that our phones changed back when we got back late last night. Um, hey Shelly, hey Jennifer, hey Melanie, hey Caleb, hi Holly. Love if you'd say hi in the comments. Ow, just banged my hand, sorry. Um, say hey in the comments if you are watching. Um, we'd also love to hear, are you a PT, an OT, a nurse? respiratory therapist and SLP. Are you a student? Um, hey Daniel, let us know who you guys are in the comments. And um, also, are you a current traveler? Are you somebody who's on a travel contract? Are you somebody who's thinking about getting into travel? That's one of the main reasons I think a lot of people would have questions about this is those of you that are thinking about getting into travel, like leaving a permanent job. And maybe if you have decided not to get the vaccine um, for whatever reason, wondering if you're gonna be able to like maintain consistent employment, that's definitely, I think, a concern for some people. So let us know if that's your situation. Um, so some of the main topics that we want to address tonight um, would be, number one, do you have to have the vaccine to be a traveler? Number two, are facilities and travel companies accepting religious or medical exemptions for the vaccine? And number three, are, is there an increased need for staffing, for traveling uh, healthcare providers that are vaccinated to replace PERM staff who are leaving because they're not vaccinated. So these are some of the key topics that we want to teach you guys about tonight um, based on our understanding. Yeah, and <clears throat> if you guys are following along with these mandates at all, things are changing rapidly. So um, this could change significantly over the next couple months. Uh, it's already changed in just the last couple weeks. So this is an evolving situation, but uh, we want to give you the the best information we have right now. Yeah, so just as a disclaimer, this is just, like Jerry said, the best information we have right now. Um, it's information that we've gathered across several different staffing companies and from just doing a little bit of our own Googling about what's happening um, with the federal mandates and the courts and what's on hold. Um, because that was a big scare for a lot of people there when um, some of the new federal mandates came out and it was like a quick deadline, like January the 4th. Um, so we'll talk about that. So what are the main mandates that we are talking about? So one of the main ones that recently was announced and then put on hold was by CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And they had announced that they were going to mandate that it, basically anyone working with CMS patients, so pretty much any healthcare facility that's caring for Medicare and Medicaid patients, um, all of the workers would have to be vaccinated uh, against COVID-19. The other one was what's been discussed for a few months now, um, and that was an OSHA mandate that said that any company that had more than 100 employees would have to either have all of their employees vaccinated or do, I think it was weekly tests, and in some cases even more often than weekly tests um, for all their employees, and they needed negative tests or the vaccine. So that has also been put on hold pending litigation. There's a, a lot of lawsuits 
basically by companies that are struggling for workers as well as some workers that don't want to get vaccinated but want to keep their jobs. So um, that is also on hold right now. And that OSHA one would have really affected um, so many companies because not only would you think about like a hospital system, probably has more than 100 employees, most likely a skilled nursing facility, definitely a school system. Um, but even as travelers, because we are employees of the, the travel company, if your travel company had more than 100 employees, that may have applied to you. Again, it was a little bit gray, but I remember a couple months ago talking to some of our recruiters where they were just like, this is gonna be a, a logistical nightmare. How are we going to organize this? Because it was either going to be that you had to have the vaccine or you had to organize weekly testing. Um, so again, both of these mandates are currently on hold. Um, they are going through the court systems to determine, I, I guess basically if it's, um, if it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, if it's constitutional. Constitutional, yeah. To require something like that. So um, for those that have chosen not to uh, receive the COVID-19 vaccine at this time, having those mandates on hold is, is a good thing for those folks. It's also a good thing for some of these companies that were just trying to figure out how they were going to um, cover all their staffing needs because basically my understanding is this, this would have, these two would have not only applied to the healthcare workers, but also the ancillary staff and the other employees at these facilities. And for whatever reason, one reason or another, if all these employees did not want to be vaccinated, that would have been a nightmare for these facilities. If they're just suddenly losing all their ancillary staff, a lot of their healthcare workers, um, so it's really interesting to see that these mandates are on hold for now. Yeah, and to emphasize what Whitney kind of mentioned there, um, we get this question a lot. So a traveler, a traveler would be like, okay, well the OSHA mandate says if it's more than 100 employees, I'm going to this individually owned outpatient clinic that doesn't have that many employees. They don't care about, uh, or they're, they're not enforcing the vaccine mandate. So that means I'm fine to work there. Well, you have to remember as travelers, we're working through the travel company. You're not working directly through that facility. And almost, well, not all travel companies, but the majority, the vast majority of travel companies have more than 100 employees, uh, including all of their travelers on assignment. So uh, this this would apply, the OSHA mandate at least, would apply to almost every traveler. Yeah, um, so unless you were a traveler who was working for a really small staffing company at a really small facility, but that would be such a small percentage of um, healthcare travelers. So. Needless to say, uh, these are on hold for now, so we'll see what happens next. But for right now, we don't have to worry about those mandates in particular. Now, another mandate, or not really a mandate, but a lot of facilities were going ahead. A lot of these weren't supposed to apply until January, but a lot of the facilities were gonna go ahead and start to mandate it for all of their employees internally to prepare for the actual federal mandate from OSHA that was going to go into effect. So there are still a lot of facilities, uh, the majority of facilities probably, that are mandating vaccines still for all of their employees. And some of them, since some of these, uh, these things are put on hold, are kind of also putting their policies on hold, but a lot of them are just like, well, we already started this, we're just going to keep enforcing it. So that is kind of on a case-by-case -case basis, but a lot of facilities outside of these other mandates are also requiring all of their employees to be vaccinated. And from what we understand, these facilities that are enforcing their own mandates um, are typically gonna be like your hospital systems, your skilled nursing uh, facilities, especially if um, if it's a nationwide company and some of the states that they're in um, also have state mandates, then a lot of those facilities might just be inclined to say across the board, we're going to mandate it. But we did hear from some of the recruiters that um, some of them are holding off until they absolutely have to because they just don't wanna deal with the staffing nightmare that will um, 
come. So we're seeing it kind of both ways. And basically a lot of our recruiters are saying it's changing day to day, week to week. Um, so your recruiter is definitely your best resource to help you know which facilities are and are not requiring it. Yeah, and that staffing mandate that Whitney's talking about, or the staffing nightmare that she's talking about, um, as you can see, the, these videos we've talked about a lot recently, the, the demand for travelers is way up. And the reason the demand for travelers is way up in pretty much every healthcare realm right now is because um, there's a large influx of new patients and either the same or in some cases less um, healthcare staff. So most of these places are already understaffed. And if they don't have to get rid of workers, a lot of, a lot of times they don't want to enforce these things. But with the, uh, the federal mandates that were supposed to be starting in January, a lot of them wanted to go ahead and do it because you know they thought that was going to be the case. So now they're kind of in this like limbo where they don't really know what they wanna do because if they require all their staff to get vaccinated, some are gonna leave, they're already short staffed. So they don't want to force it in a lot of cases, but other ones, you know, they're fine, you know, maybe they're not short staffed or maybe um, they're willing to put up with being further short staffed and they'll just go ahead and continue with uh, what they're already doing. Yeah. So that's something to take into account is that certain facilities um, are requiring it internally, if you will. The other thing to consider is there are certain states that have statewide mandates in place. Now, it's not a federal mandate. It's not across all 50 states um, and jurisdictions, but there are some states um, which we know of at least 16 that we were told um, by one of the larger staffing companies, um, one of the, the director of recruiting actually gave us this list. So Yeah, and the states, they're almost all on either the West Coast or in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. It's uh, California, Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, Illinois, Connecticut, New York, Colorado, Rhode Island, New Mexico, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, Delaware, um, Maryland, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. So those all have statewide mandates. And as you can see, that's pretty much the West Coast and the Northeast, uh, and then plus like Maryland, D.C. Yep, so that's 16 states plus um, Washington, D.C. that we know of that have state mandates. Um, if anybody's watching, if you can clarify if you're from any of those states or if you know if there's any other states that we left off that you're seeing enforcing mandates, please let us know. That was the information that we were given by one of the larger staffing companies. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to leave those as well. We'll always get to those at the end. Absolutely. Um, and so in addition to having these statewide mandates in some of these states um, for the, the therapists, or I'm sorry, for the healthcare workers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, of course, at this, at this stage, what they're considering fully vaccinated is having two injections of the, um, of the Pfizer vaccine or two injections of the Moderna vaccine or one injection of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. But there is starting to be talk about when will mandates change to also include a booster injection? And we did hear of the first one that we know of that is requiring a booster um, as part of their mandate, and this was in New Mexico. Yeah, so that will probably continue. All the managers and the owners that we talked to said they anticipate um, sometime in the near future being fully vaccinated in terms of healthcare workers is probably going to include a booster. So. Um, be ready for that. Yeah, so that's something that could be coming down the pipeline and that we might hear more about in the future. So how is this affecting staffing? Obviously, we talked about um, a lot of these places are already short-staffed. The permanent staff, in some cases, is they're leaving because they don't want to get vaccinated or um, you know they have some issue with the mandate. So some permanent staff, they're striking or they're leaving, which increases the demand for travelers, uh, vaccinated travelers specifically. Um, 
for unvaccinated travelers, it's very difficult to find places right now, especially, well, I should say, if you have a medical exemption or you have a religious exemption, there are a lot of facilities that will still take those travelers, but it really limits your options. So it makes it much harder to be a traveler if you're unvaccinated right now. And that, that should be pretty obvious. Yeah. So for sure, if you're a traveler who's thinking about going to one of those states, that has a statewide mandate that trumps everything right now and you're not going to be able to take a travel job in one of those states unless you either um, have a fully vaccinated status against COVID-19 or you meet a, a medical or religious exemption and often that is going to have to be approved by either the state definitely the, the facility sometimes the travel company um, from what we've heard some states and or facilities are not accepting religious exemptions um, Typically, I would imagine if you had a medical exemption that was signed off by a physician that they would have trouble denying that. Um, but it's definitely the religious exemption is a gray area and it's really going to depend on the state and the facility if they will accept that. Um, but again, the travel companies will take a declination form where you're declining to have it for whatever your reason is and they'll take it into consideration. But it's definitely going to be really difficult for you to go to those states in the Northeast or the states on the West Coast as a traveler without having the vaccine. Um, we definitely heard that California and New York in particular are being really strict about um, even doing exemptions. So those two states are pretty much out um, unless it's a serious medical exemption. Yeah, so when we asked the travel companies like what they're seeing with all this, uh, there was a wide range of answers. And a lot of that had to do with uh, the types of clients that these travel companies are working with. So some of the bigger travel companies that are working with a lot of big um, nationwide chains and hospitals and things like that, they're seeing almost across the board, you have to be vaccinated or you have to have some kind of relevant exemption um, to, to work there. Whereas some of the smaller companies or some companies that have individual connections with say like a standalone outpatient clinic or uh, a small hospital or something like that, in some of those cases, they are able to place travelers in, in those jobs. So some of the small outpatient clinics are not requiring it and travelers are going to those jobs, the unvaccinated travelers that still want to go. Um, so small outpatient clinics can be an option for, for those unvaccinated. One of our recruiters, um, actually one of our company owners at one of the staffing companies said that in terms of facilities accepting travelers that don't have the vaccine or that have some type of exemption, they basically were speculating that they might go in favor of one that does have the vaccine um, over one that's trying to present an exemption because they're already struggling with some other staffing needs um, with their permanent staff. And so it might just make it easier on them if they're like, yeah, okay, check, you have the vaccine, we'll, we'll take you. Again, that was a little bit of speculation. Um, of course, if it's a state or facility that doesn't ask for it, period, then that may be a non-factor. But basically, the recruiters can let you know if that's part of the application process or not, if they're asking for it up front or not, um, and that can help you decide. Some of the recruiters told us that they are going out of their way to create a separate list of facilities and job opportunities that don't require any vaccination status be presented for those travelers that that might be important to. Yeah, and a lot of the facilities now, especially the big hospital systems and chains and things like that, are requiring a vaccine card to even be submitted for the job. So. Keep that in mind, um, for the most part, the big chains and the hospitals are, are not gonna take an unvaccinated traveler. Yeah. Um, so that begs the question, can you be a traveler right now and not have the COVID-19 vaccine? 
And overall, we actually heard, even though a lot of this is sounding like you pretty much need to be vaccinated, we definitely heard from all the companies that we asked that they have travelers that are on assignment and that are not having trouble finding assignments while being unvaccinated against COVID-19. Um, or so either submitting to facilities that don't require it at all or submitting to facilities with a declination form, either a religious or medical exemption. So they said that they're not really having to turn travelers away who have chosen not to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. So that is really good news. Um, it's definitely going to limit your options more though from what we can understand. Yeah, every company said that if you are an unvaccinated traveler that you need to be more flexible on where you're going, what setting, all of those things are going to be much harder. Um, but the majority of travelers from the companies that we talked to, uh, the majority of their travelers are vaccinated. Most of them said somewhere between 85 to 90% of their travelers are vaccinated. So they're not dealing with it as much, but um, you know, as an unvaccinated traveler, it's, it's harder to find places to go. Yeah, and um, depending on the audience, you, know, you guys might be experiencing that too. You might be watching this saying, well, I've already had the vaccine, so none of this applies to me. And, and we would imagine that a lot of healthcare workers have had it, but we definitely have talked to some that are concerned about this, that have not had the vaccine. And this is of course, mostly applying to you guys um, that, that that's the case. So rest assured, there are definitely travelers out there that have not received the COVID-19 vaccine that are able to find consistent work. But again, it just goes back to being more flexible. Um, so in terms of being able to find travel jobs, pretty much we're gonna rule out the West Coast most of the time, unless you have a medical or a religious exemption that will be accepted in the New England area. You're gonna have more luck in the middle of the country, in the South, in the Southeast. Um, if you have a medical or religious exemption, you need to get that paperwork in order so that you can present it and hopefully have that exemption approved. Yeah, a lot of the companies said that if you're an unvaccinated traveler, probably look more in the South, Southeast, uh, Midwest, those types of states that are generally more um, conservative, like this is basically turned into a lot, a lot of it is a political thing. So you can kind of look at the, the breakdown and the states that are more democratic or, you know, democratic leaning states are requiring vaccine mandates and Republican leaning states are not. So this has turned into a lot of political things. So if you're an unvaccinated traveler, you might want to consider the South, Southeast, um, you know, those kind of states. Which is kind of a crazy thing uh, has turned into a political thing, but that's definitely the trend that we are seeing. Um, I mean, almost everything's a political thing these days. So it just is what it is. It's something to keep in mind um, if you're looking at your job opportunities and um, making those decisions. Um, now, one of the other questions that we kind of touched on was on the flip side, if you are a, a traveler, um, a therapist, or a traveling healthcare professional that has chosen to get vaccinated, is it going to increase your chances of, of being needed? Like, is that what's really driving an increase in staffing needs? And basically we heard that it's not a huge jump in the staffing needs because it just kind of, there was already a large staffing need for other reasons that we've talked about when we did our job market updates. Um, just caseloads coming back after COVID, um, after you know the, the height of COVID, the caseloads are returning, some of the staff and some of the workers having dropped out of the workforce during COVID. There's a lot of reasons why there's an increased staffing need for travelers right now. It's still a really great job market for travelers. They just don't think that the vaccine mandates are like a huge push, but they definitely have seen it on certain cases where they specifically will state, we have lost some perm employees because of the mandates and we need some vaccinated travelers to come and cover. The answers were mixed on that, um, but yeah, most people said that uh, there is a small increase in need for travelers due to losing permanent staff, and that makes sense. I mean, 
every facility is going to have a portion of their staff that does not want to get vaccinated. If that staff leaves, they need to fill that job quickly. And that's where um, vaccinated travelers fill that role very well. So that's going to increase the demand for travelers. And we expect that to probably continue, at least for, for the foreseeable future. If these mandates go into effect and permanent staff leave, either move or they leave healthcare altogether until something changes, um, then that's gonna increase the need for travelers. Yeah, so it's safe to say that if you are a traveler or someone who's thinking about getting into travel um, healthcare and you have decided to get fully vaccinated against COVID-19, it's definitely going to ease um, the process of you finding jobs all over the country. However, if you've chosen not to get vaccinated against COVID-19, it's definitely don't rule it out. We have not heard from any of the companies that we talked to that they were not able to find travelers jobs. You just may have to be a little bit more flexible. Um, when it comes to being more flexible, we always recommend that you have more than one state license. If you're a physical therapist or a physical therapist assistant um, or a nurse or another um, healthcare professional that has a compact licensure, that really helps you. But if you don't have access to a compact licensure, having at least three state licenses will, help, uh, will open up options. If you're looking at multiple states that may not require you to have um, vaccination proof, then you may wanna look more at the mid, middle of the country, the south. Um, we also highly recommend working with multiple companies because they're gonna always have different connections. So different recruiters, different companies will have different connections at different facilities. Um, and that's gonna open up more options. If you say, can you show me the facilities that don't require vaccination status to be presented? Super important to work with multiple recruiters. Um, as always, if you guys want to get connected with any of the recruiters that we recommend, we have about 10 or 11 different companies that we work with that staff, um, therapists, and other healthcare providers. You can just comment recruiters um, on the video or send us a message and we'll get you in touch. Yeah, and if you are a vaccinated traveler right now, this is the best time ever to be a traveler. And, and at least since 2015 when we started, but even before then, the number of jobs open, the, the, the pay rates right now are they continue to increase week after week. And every week we think, oh, there's no way they can go higher. And then we see jobs paying even more and the average is going up. So for vaccinated travelers right now, it is a really, really good time to travel. Um, and even for unvaccinated, it's still a very good time to travel. You just have to be a little bit more flexible. Yep. Um, we're gonna take some questions and also some feedback from you guys. We would love to know if you have heard anything different to what we've talked about in terms of the vaccines. What has been your experience in your facility, in your state? Um, again, we gathered kind of a, a broad overview from all the different recruiters, but we would love to know what's going on where you're working right now. What are you hearing? Um, and again, if you guys are enjoying this video, if you're learning something, if it has helped you in any way, we would love if you would just hit the thumbs up button, um, help show us some support. Hi, Thomas. Happy Sunday. Caleb says, thanks for the update. I'm a travel PT leaving my perm job on January the 3rd. I'm starting a travel contract, my girlfriend and travel partner is a nurse who is unvaccinated and is worried about landing a travel job. Yeah, it's probably gonna be harder for nursing, to be honest, but if there is a medical or religious exemption, you can still find facilities for sure. I mean, nursing is in such high demand right now that uh, it, it's hard to envision a point where nurses won't be able to find a job. Um, so right. th it is just really, really high demand for nurses. Yeah, there's just gonna be certain um, hospital systems and certain states where they might turn um, her away in that situation, but that she's still gonna be in such high demand um, for so many other positions that you'll have lots of options. And it also might come down to just like weekly testing or something like that, which is, you know, it's a pain, but you can do it for sure. Caleb went on to say, my travel job said that it's not required, but they feel fine accepting religious exemptions without a pastor's signature. Said it is required. 
Oh, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. It is required, but they will accept religious exemptions. So again, that's, that's a really gray area, these religious exemptions um, as to which states and facilities will accept it. So you can certainly try, work with your recruiter on that. And each facility is just going to kind of have the final say, really. Yeah. All right. Let's take a few more questions that you guys have. Um, Lorena says, are travel companies offering hazardous or exposure pay? Uh, it really depends on the actual contract. So we've seen some crisis type jobs where they have a, a massive outbreak and they need, um, need healthcare workers there quickly. And some of those jobs pay really high. Um, in other cases, no, it's just the same. And most jobs are paying higher right now anyway, just because we're in more demand. It's not so much to do with hazard or exposure, but jobs are paying higher in general. So it really depends on the specific job. We saw a little bit more of this earlier in the pandemic where there were you know, these ICUs that were completely full, where they were setting up pop-up hospitals um, to care for really critically field ill- Field hospitals. Field hospitals, critically ill COVID patients. We have not seen that as much lately. Um, but again, it's all supply and demand. So we definitely are still seeing a lot of nursing contracts that are just outrageous pay, um, especially for ICU if it's still a very high demand. But you know, when it goes back to supply and demand, it's like if the facility can get a permanent employee or a traveler there at an average rate, they're gonna take it. Yeah. So it just varies. Nick said, I'm in New Mexico. I'm the only vaccinated therapist on staff, the other PTs and PTA are not. That's interesting. I, uh, based on what the travel companies were saying, they were saying that pretty much the statewide mandates apply to all facilities, but um, how well that's enforced, who knows? I mean, it's probably yeah. really not enforced. And you know, in a situation like that, the therapy department is probably very hesitant to enforce that if they're gonna lose almost all of their staff. Mm -hmm. And I know you're leaving as well, so uh, that would put them obviously in a really bad position. Yeah, that really is interesting because that was one of the 16 states, New Mexico, that was mentioned that had mandates. And it was also the state that was mentioned that they were requiring not only the two shots, but the third shot, the booster shot. So interesting to see, Nick, that it's not necessarily being enforced everywhere. Melanie says, New York City's new mandate this past week will require it for all practices, including small patient clinics. So yeah, I think probably, um, most of the states on the West Coast and New England are going to require it for, for everyone. Whether or not the, the uh, national mandate goes into effect or not, probably those states are still gonna push it. And there, there probably will be lawsuits and things and that could change in the future, but at least in the, in the near future, that's probably gonna be more the norm. Yeah. Uh, Nick also went on to say, the hospital in Texas that I'm going to was hoping that I was vaccinated, but they did not yet require it. I think they're worried that they would pick up a traveler and then have to let them go during the contract if things change. Yeah, That's a valid consideration, yeah. Nick. And I think that goes back to what one of our um, recruiters or company owners actually was saying is that she speculates that if it kind of came down to it, they might be more inclined to take a vaccinated traveler. Again, I know this is kind of like, it could be considered discrimination, right? But if they're worried that the um, suddenly the mandates are gonna be Put back into place because right now it's all in litigation well if the litigation gets overturned and they suddenly say like bam as of february 1st or march 1st you have to um have this mandate they may be taking that into consideration yeah and then also they might just be more cautious about the patient population if you have a, a much older patient population with a lot of comorbidities then you might be more cautious there with who you're accepting in terms of uh, travelers and I don't know that they would go out of their way to say that, but it could just be an underlying factor that they are considering yeah. depending on what candidates they have coming in for the jobs. Um, Lorena says, how does the compact license work? 
Oh, so I just mentioned that earlier in terms of your licensure. So for physical and physical therapists and physical therapist assistants, there's what's called a PT compact. And it just means that you have what's called reciprocity um, in all the states that are participating. And right now, over half of the states are participating. If your home state is participating. If your home state is participating. So for example, our home state is Virginia, and Virginia is one of the ones that is participating. So we're eligible to quickly and easily get licensed to go work um, in one of the other states that's part of the compact, um, rather than having to go through the normal licensure process. Nursing has had this for a long time. PT now has it. OT and SLP are in the process of starting it, but they won't really start probably till 2022, 2023. Yeah. Um, but again, if you don't have a, a compact licensure, it's not a huge deal. You can still get licensed in whatever state you wanna get licensed in. It's just usually a little more of a process. Nick says New Mexico doesn't do anything well. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I like New Mexico. We've been there a few times. Well, we didn't Food's live good. there for a year like Nick. Yeah, we but... didn't live there a long time. <laughs> it's a cool place to visit. Um, okay, Nate says, I just accepted a contract. Um, Sorry. Nate says, I just accepted a contract in Rhode Island. On the phone, the director said that the entire rehab department was whipped out or wiped, wiped out. out. <laughs> wiped out once they mandated it and they had to rebuild from scratch. Yeah. There are definitely clinics where that's happening, and there's also clinics and hospitals where the healthcare workers are striking due to the mandates. And uh, so it all depends on where you're at in the country, and um, you know how that's being enforced, and how quickly they're implementing it. You know, some are giving the staff time, like say two months from now, you need to be vaccinated. Some are just saying, you know, if you're not already. Um, you have to do it now, and uh, some people don't like that. Obviously. Yeah, uh, one of our recruiters said that it was just a revolving door. It was changing all the time. Um, again, some of the facilities are states where it may not even be mandated. They may just be implementing a rule just to prepare for if it becomes mandated. So it's definitely a tricky time. Um, and it could, if, if you're not vaccinated um, or don't have an exemption, then it could really make it tricky to find contracts for sure. Nick says, the Texas pay rate on his upcoming job is fantastic. People can do whatever they choose with their bodies. I'll enjoy the pay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, the pay rates right now are insane. Uh, you got a, definitely a very good contract, it sounds like. Caleb says, my contract at the facility in Georgia said that she had pretty much all of their travel employees who were unvaccinated easily get accepted for religious exemptions without any pushback. Yeah, that's going to be a state by state and facility by facility um, basis. Yeah, um, um, and that kind of goes back to with Georgia being in the South, you know, obviously some Southern states are known for being more religious. And so maybe the facilities and the staff there and the directors are more willing to accept that. Whereas we're hearing that California and New York are not as accepting of religious um, exemptions. Ali said in the Northern Territory, a state in Australia, it's been mandated since November 13th, and they did fire in everyone who was not vaccinated. I, I would bet that's gonna be the case in places like California and New York as well. Um, it all just depends on that specific state and you know how they're enforcing things, but I think that's gonna be pretty common in the US as well. And so as we mentioned earlier, um, right now, this hasn't created a huge wave in the need for travelers, but it definitely could if suddenly the federal mandates go back into place and all these facilities have to fire all their permanent staff it's going to drive a huge need for more travelers to come and we haven't seen like a huge wave of it just yet but it could be coming and that's because a lot of these places since no mandates have actually gone into effect on a federal level at all and they're being challenged 
I think a lot of the facilities are kind of being lenient right now. But if that does go into effect, then yeah, I mean, it's going to be the same situation. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that uh, evolves over time. But um, yeah, it's probably going to be more and more like that in the future. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, maybe the federal mandates won't be reenacted. Maybe they'll get completely shut down and it'll just be on a state by state basis rather than being a federal mandate. That could certainly be the case. Um, so stay tuned. You know, we'll just have to continue to see how this evolves. But if I were you as a healthcare worker, whether you're a um, traveler or a permanent therapist, the permanent healthcare worker, definitely keep an eye on those two, the OSHA mandate and the CMS mandate. Keep an eye on the news to see what happens with that. Highly recommend working with at least three different recruiters at different companies, and they can hopefully keep you up to date on what's happening in terms of travel staffing, so you can help make decisions about, um, about your job search. Yep, looks like the market is going to continue to be really good for the foreseeable future for travelers. Um, we're so excited to see the pay rates keep going up. We, we keep seeing therapists that we mentor getting these really high pay packages. It's making us a little jealous, um, but it's a good time to be a traveler, and uh, hopefully that continues. Absolutely. So definitely reach out to us if you have more questions. Um, hit that thumbs up button if you guys learned anything from this video. We'll be back next week with another video. Our video next week is going to be about um, traveling as a new grad at the end of 2021 going into 2022. We'll bring you the scoop on that. Um, again, if you have any questions, feel free to send us a message or an email. If you would like to get in touch with any of our recommended recruiters, you can comment recruiters here or go on our website at traveltherapymentor.com. At the top of the page, you have um, a button that's called recruiter recommendations. We always take into account what are your specific preferences, what states, uh, what settings are you interested in, what's important to you, and we can provide you some recommendations for some good recruiters that can help you with your job search. Yep. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Have a good night. Bye.